Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Watch episode number 205. Glad you could join us again on this lovely Tuesday evening recording of the show. Corey Shred over here, Brian Lee over there. Mr. Lee, what's going on? Hey, Corey. Good to be here. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I overate turkey so much. Yeah. I tried not to fall asleep, which was okay. Which you know, because it was because okay. So I, I ate I ate a lot of turkey stuffing, blah, 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 all that stuff, and uh, and then one of our daughter's friends wanted to go was going home, so I had to take her home. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so it's like it's like trying to stay awake as you're driving her home. I was like, thank God it was only like ten minutes away. I was like, hurry up, hurry up. Wow. Yeah. yeah I, took, I took a nap after uh ingesting turkey. Yeah, you said you went to Boston Market. And I'm so glad I did, but I'm not. <laughs> it was it was a bad experience. I didn't expect it to take an hour to get food, but it did. I think you would have better luck at like a McDonald's or something that's not as Well, I wouldn't get turkey though. Yeah, well that's the thing. That's not as Thanksgiving as esque. Yeah. But, I yeah. thought I'd be in and out, but they were very slow and very inefficient. So if anyone works for Boston Market that listens to this, thanks. Couldn't you have gone through like no Grubhub? Thanks. You could have gone through Grubhub and had it delivered, right? I didn't even think about that. I mean, I'm, I just literally just thought of it right now because we use Grubhub for Boston Market. Oh, I bet it'd still be worse. It'd be like two hours then. Yeah, but I'd rather wait two hours at home than an hour in the yeah. store. That's true. I, I was starving though. Ah, uh, that sucks. That really sucks. But at least it's over with. But you know what that means? We're coming up on Christmas and Hanukkah and all that fun stuff now. Oh yeah. So it means you can officially play your Christmas music. Oh, I'm doing that already. <laughs> uh, there's one station. We all got that one station that plays at 24 hours. I keep flicking through it real quick. I'm like, nope, nope. Uh, well, we're in Syria. We have Sirius here, so they just have a station you just put on holidays. Well, yeah, I, yeah. See, I have a car that doesn't have satellite radio, so it's just. Oh yeah, so, and it's one of my presets too. So it's like rock, rock, pop, rock, cut, Christmas. Oh no, <laughs> so I gotta skip it real fast. Yeah, my wife's car has got the serious. So I didn't. I actually, I just just put on Howard Stern when I get in that car. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like like serious channel one hundred, please. It's like okay, like that's good. Good deal. Yeah, but she pays for it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably honestly probably when my next car has satellite available, I probably will get it just because. It's, it's not bad. You can really get a good deal if you uh, you just got to keep negotiating every six months. That's what she does. Yeah, she went through the car dealership and she's had like this deal forever and a day. And she's had like three cars with it now. It's just keeps switching over. But I mean, yeah. yeah and I go get my son and, and I pick him up in New York sometimes like an hour and a half away. So, of course, you go you go out of range of all these radio stations. So you're trying to find like a good one. It's like, oh, crap. So now it's just, all right, plug my phone in and let me listen to podcasts. Yeah, I'm spoiled though on Sirius though. Yeah, it's got some good stuff, but there's also a lot of crap on there too. Yeah. Just like cable television. It's like everything. Yes. But let's get going on with the news here tonight. Uh, actually, what I should probably say what we're doing. We're This is my fault. We're doing the movie Moontrap Target Earth, which is the 2017 film based on the uh, the intellectual property of the 1987 film Moontrap. Yeah. All right. Thanks, well, thanks, Corey. That's that. I'm just gonna say thanks, Corey, right now. I have. Why later? I have six words for you: Sharknado, 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 Sharknado. That was still better. Okay. <laughs> That's our show. All right. Let's start on with the with the news here. And you have a. Well, we always have Star Wars and Star Trek. Now this time we have Star Wars versus Star Trek. 
This was so cool. I, I found this on Reddit and I just had to put it in our story notes. Um, a guy on YouTube, he goes by, his name is Ken Lewis. He animated uh, a fight scene between the Kirk era Enterprise and the Death Star. And you're probably thinking, yeah, no contest. But I won't spoil anything. You, you'll need to watch it because, especially the ending, the ending is hilarious. Did you, I, were you able to watch this? I, yeah, I did watch this. Um, the, I love the idea that, that I watched the animation and I'm like, oh my God, this looks horrible. I mean, the anime, okay, I'll, I'll put a disclaimer. The animation is horrible. Mm. The concept is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he goes through, you know, what would the uh, Enterprise have to fight against the Death Star? Yeah. He goes about the, you know, the main big baddie of the Death Star is the laser. And mm-hmm. as long as he keeps moving, the Enterprise keeps moving, he can't, you know, use that laser. Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah, the animation's horrible. I, I love the idea. I wish someone would, not us, I wish someone would do a podcast like this. Of like? Like, like, like science fiction battles. But they would need to have some kind of like simulator. Well, well, this isn't a simulator. This is an animation. I guess you'd have to be, you'd have to have enough knowledge. Like if you had somebody who was very knowledgeable in Star Trek, somebody very knowledgeable in Star Wars, and knew all the ins and outs of like the, you know, the technology and the 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 timing of the weapons charging and all that stuff, you could do some pretty good stuff. Yeah, with a bigger budget, you could make better better animation. Oh yeah, totally, (laughs) totally agree. This this feels like like nineteen nineties early. Let's put it on our real player and watch it streaming live. It's cute, though. It is. It's cool. Check it out. As everything else, check it out at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. So as we talk about Doctor Who, which I had released an episode uh, yesterday of Doctor Who talking about the witch hunters. Well, last week, anybody who had the Amazon BBC America channel, after last week's episode ended, episode was called Kerblam, it actually rolled into this week's episode. The witch finders. Mm. Yeah. So people were treated to a <laughs> episode a week early. Uh, if you had turned on the closed caption for it, it would have had the closed caption still for the last episode. So it wouldn't have lined up. It wouldn't made any sense to you. But Oh, that's kind of, that'd be cool to see. Yeah. So if you didn't catch it, you know, so if you caught last week's episode of Kerblam and you had the subscription on Amazon video, it rolls right into the witch finders. And of course, people are going crazy. Oh my God, I got to see the episode. I didn't because <laughs> I don't have that. I use, I have BBC America, the channel on cable, and that's the way I, I yeah. consume it. I'm not going to get this service. I wonder how big of an audience that is. I, I think it's small. It's got to be small. Well, I know for a fact, I don't know the numbers now, but I knew at one point Doctor Who was up about 2 million viewers a week. So that's not a lot. No, no. I mean like the audience that is actually watching BBC America through Amazon. <laughs> So that's my logic. So there's 2 million people watching it through the channel. We'll say 2 million people watching it. So the percentage of people that don't have cable that are getting BBC America through Amazon has got to be, what, 50,000, 100,000? It can't be that big. Nah, it's small. I bet it's small. It is. So the people that did have it were probably excited, unless there's somebody who's like, I got the channel and I'll watch it over and over again. It's like, you know, just, just DVR it, save it. But yeah, so people are out there going crazy because they got to watch Doctor Who a week early and check out my review and see what I thought of that episode. Awesome. Firefly. Won't this thing ever die? <laughs> uh, not if the brown coats have their way. But yeah, th- this is pretty cool news. 
Um, if you're a big fan of Firefly, you're going to love this news. But there is a new comic that's going to tell us what really happened during the Unification War, which if you're if you're not a fan, the Unification War is something that happened, you know, before the events of the show, and we saw little snippets of it. Um, you got to see Malcolm uh, and Zoe, you know, in little snippets of of their time in the war. But I thought this was cool because we we saw the future with Serenity, and now we get to see the past. But it's kind of a, a quirk in this. Um, basically, you know, the way the story goes in this comic, um, it takes place, I guess, in the present or the middle of the show, the, uh, the Firefly show. But through the magic of time travel, Mal uh, gets sent back into the past. So that's where the story picks up, and that's where you get to see the the events. Which, what what do you think about this? I so, think I think it's good for the fans. It's like a good fan service. I don't I don't know. I'm not a. I don't want the prequel stuff. Kind of you know we kind of know where you're gonna go, but I mean if if there if there are people out there that legitimately want this, by all means, give it to them. And that's why I think the comics are a good place for this because you know there's probably not a lot of fans that will care about this stuff. Right. So you got a little audience, so you just put a little comic out, you know? Well, I do know, and I, I was reading the article, I was thinking of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, where they made continuations of the show. Like 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 Buffy was like season 10, season 11, whatever. They continued the show after the, the TV show went off the air in comic form. Right. So I guess that does have a following. And, you know, so it's I think it's great for the people that really want it. I just want like Firefly season two, but I know that'll never happen. I don't think it's ever going to happen. It's no. sad, but it won't. It's the as the years progress, the chances get slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. You got it. Speaking of getting slimmer, RoboCop returns. This is the film that Neil Blomkamp's been working on forever and a day. Well, we all seen the original RoboCop. We actually reviewed it, and I don't know which episode it is. And um, we all know that Peter Weller played um, Alex Murphy in, in the original and the sequel. Well, earlier this year. Uh, Bloomcamp took to Twitter and teased fans that there was a possibility of Weller returning. So he made sure that he wanted Weller as his choice. He told everyone he wanted Weller to be it. But apparently the 71-year-old actor, 71-year-old actor says no. I, I, I'm i I'm with uh, the actor. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. First of all, Peter Weller, have you, this picture in this article, Peter Weller looks old. Yeah. He is old. I, I can't see him playing. I mean, if you're going to do it, so I mean, are you going to do like RoboCop four? Basically, would this be? I mean, or or three? Since three was a different actor, I don't, I don't know where this goes. This is kind of like the, um, you know, Terminator. The way they they're rebooting it, yeah. Cuts. And uh, just like I don't want to see an old Indiana Jones, I don't want to see an old Peter Weller as RoboCop. Well, that's the thing too. I just. He wouldn't put, you know, I think of Peter, I think of Robocop, I think of Peter Weller, but if you're going to do this film, it's been like, you know, 30 plus years. Yes. Uh, I mean, what, what are they going to bring him up in like a wheelchair and he's going to like pass a baton? Is that what it, is that what it is? I don't know, but I think what's going to happen, I, I put money on this because this usually does. I have a feeling he's going to have a small cameo role in the film somewhere playing something. Yeah, but don't put him in the suit. No, no, he won't be in a suit. He won't be Alex Murphy. He'll be just some, some side character or something like that in there. Just, just because. Yeah. Are you excited to see a RoboCop film? 
I didn't even see the latest one, the the latest reboot. They rebooted this one? That tells you how much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. They did. Yeah, in 2013 or 2014, um, Michael Keaton plays a bad guy, and then I forgot the guy's name who plays the actual RoboCop. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about it. I That one that's like came why I was, That's why I was asking, like, which timeline is this now? Is it <laughs> a different timeline? I don't know. I mean, you know, just... And I enjoyed RoboCop for what it was. RoboCop 2 was okay. RoboCop 3 was blah. I mm-hmm. just, I just, I don't know. It's just a franchise I don't think they need to try to bring back. Yeah, it had a good, had a good ending. Just leave it. Yeah, it was a slice of the times too. Yeah. And you're going to have to re- retool the look of RoboCop. He looks so 80s. And there's so many other things that supersede RoboCop now. Mm-hmm. You know, so many other robotics type of things that we can watch. Oh, yeah. There's just back too- then, there wasn't a lot. Now, yeah, there's tons of other things. Yeah. I mean, there really is. All right. So, we're talking about remakes and reboots and stuff like that. And apparently, you have an article about something that people want to see remade. Yeah. And it's crazy. Um, you know, with all the talk about remakes, um, the Hollywood Reporter conducted a poll. Uh, to find out what franchise audiences want, most want to see return. And uh, the top of that list is Back to the Future. And uh, of course, you know, um, Zemeckis said no, it's done, it's done, but the fans still want it. I, I think it is one, one, play, one franchise I'd like to see again, personally. Um, there were other things on this, this poll. Um, Toy Story, Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, which all those already have reboots or continuations. Yeah, they're still going on. Why do you want to reboot something that's still going on? So we've already done that with Spider-Man a couple times. Right. And there were there was others that were non-active franchises. Uh, they talked about uh, The Hunger Games, The Matrix, Avatar. But there again, Avatar is, is coming. It just yeah. takes a little bit. I don't I I don't know. I love Back to the Future. It was a great trilogy. It was well written, well balanced. I mean, the thing is though, we 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 got Marty and Doc Brown in our head. We know what they look like. We know you can't change that. So are you gonna try to get new characters? You're gonna try to retool it with different named characters instead of Marty and Doc Brown? And the other thing is I there is no Back to the Future without the original Marty. And in Michael J. Fox's condition right now, I don't know. It'd be hard to watch. Yeah, it it would. I mean, the only thing I could think of them doing is somehow doing like a Star Trek thing where they, you know, timelines, some they somehow go back in time and they alter the past timeline. So it's just like washes everything and they just start new with new actors taking the roles. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way I could see them doing, but don't do it. Don't. So you don't, you'd say no for the Back to Future reboot. I would say no to the Back to Future reboot. Is there anything else you would like to see come back? I can't. I'm trying to rack my brain. What other franchise would you want to see rebooted? Um, I I already know which one it is for you. What's that? Ah, uh, and I forgot the name of it. Uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, that would be that could be something it could do. That was a one trick pony though. Right, but there's been talks, and I think um, Kevin Smith. You know, has mm-hmm. toyed around with bringing it back. I don't know where that is, but that's one I thought you might enjoy. You know what I want to see? I'm talking about superhero movies and stuff, and uh, you probably heard of this before, but um, 
oh God, what's his name from Firefly? I can't think of his name. Oh, Nathan Fillion said he would love to see a big screen remake of The Greatest American Hero. He could do it. Yeah, think about that. That's He's got the comedy chops, so. Think about it. It's a comic book-esque type of thing. It's It's been, you know, it's been over 35 years since it went off the air, and it's got a lot of potential. I think that could do it. I think audience, I think there's enough old people like us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know what that is, and there'll be new people going, what the heck? This is great. Yeah. So I, I think would, it, I think it fit right in with all the superhero stuff. It would, it would, and it would be something different. It wouldn't be your traditional Marvel DC comic book type of thing. It's comedy. It's lighthearted. You know? Yeah, and it was an original idea too. That's what I liked about it. Let's bring it back. Oh, that's what I want. Bring back our greatest American hero with the same song too. Well, yeah, we'll change the song. Yeah, believe it or not, I'm not gonna sing that one for you. <laughs> All right. I got an interesting story here. We get one of these every once in a while. You had one a while ago, but I got one here. Uh, the International Space Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it just turns 20 this month, and it was kind of interesting that uh, launched in 1998. You know how technology doesn't really change when it comes to the space uh, NASA because tried and true, it still works. So you're going to keep using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, ironically, they found a locker up there with a bunch of floppy disks in it. What? According to The Verge and in, in the article, they found not only with some of these disks, they found Norton utilities for Windows 95 and 98. Uh-huh. And found crew personnel support data disks. That are still being used or just kind of stored as junk? Well, they were stored in a locker. But yeah. the, you got to figure some of this technology is still being used up there. That's scary. Um, wasn't it like the the uh, the technology that was in the original uh, Apollo system was like worse than a modern calculator, right? Yeah, I mean technology has, has gone tenfold. But the thing is, though, this thing's been up there for twenty years. You're not going to bring up you know newer computers and stuff. Twenty years a long time, technology wise. Well, think about think about what you were using in 1998. Think about what we America Online. The computers were barely what Pentiums. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have a gig of memory in them. Yeah, there was no such thing as terabyte hard drives. So think about what they were using up there in 1998. Floppy disks were still reliable. Scary. Yeah, it's time to update the uh, space station. At Let's least they didn't have any zip drives up there. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. there's a tech callback for all you. Yikes! We're dating ourselves, Corey. We oh. need to stop. Okay, we're not doing that anymore. All right, one more story here. Brian brought this in last minute. We definitely, definitely have to talk about it. Brian, what is it? Uh, This was a shocker. I didn't expect to see this, but um, the new show, Night Flyers, by George R. R. Martin's coming this week or Sunday on Sci-Fi, and they gave us a sneak peek by giving us the first five minutes of the show. Uh, I won't spoil anything for those that want to be spoiler-free, but... Um, pretty shocking to show this early on. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it looks like it literally just starts off right into the action. Which I'm okay with. I am too, but you know what scares me is I'm afraid that after this five-minute scene is over with, we're just going to go into boredom. It's going to be just dragging along. Well, I mean, we don't know yet because, you know, we don't know the story. No. 
but I feel like it's, I feel like that five minute scene was like the epilogue, like just to set you up of what's going to be coming up in the show. Which I think that's a good jumping off point. It really is. I have a lot, an, of, a lot of questions they need to solve. I have, I, we, we, we're going to, okay, let me talk about this. We're going to go night flyer crazy here on the show. We're going to, I'm looking up the schedule now on December 4th. We're going to, we're going to release our episode on the novella. On the 11th, we're going to release our episode on the 1987 movie. On the 13th through the 17th and the 20th through the 24th, we're covering all 10 episodes of the TV show. So we got a lot of stuff ahead of us. We go whole hog on this show. We do. And I have a couple <laughs> theories, which I'm not going to put in here. And I haven't read the novel novella, and I haven't seen the movie. Or I don't know anything about this, except it's a space thing. That's basically it. And I have a few ideas of what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not giving them away, but uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna spill the beans. No, no, I, I mean, from what I feel, it feels like stuff we've seen before so far. It feels like uh, what is that other movie that we reviewed? A- Event Horizon. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But this was first. This was first. So I mean, obviously that could have stolen from this, but I mean, it feels like stuff we've seen before. I'm hoping it's it, there's a twist in there. I feel like there's going to be a twist. If it's George R. R. Martin, I feel like there's a twist. There's probably a dragon or something in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some sex scenes. It's on sci-fi, so it can only do a little bit. Right. Oh, oh. Uh, we forgot to say that sci-fi is releasing all the episodes at once. So. And I, I remember, when, I don't know if we talked about it on the air, but I remember talking to you when I got the story. And I said they were releasing them all at once. You're like, no, no, they're releasing them one at a time. Then you found an article that said they were releasing them one at a time. Oh, did I screw up? No, I you didn't. They... You didn't screw up. The article screwed up because my article said all of them, and then you saw it said one episode a day. And I'm like, what's going on here? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. We'll well, according to this, we'll find, we'll find out. Actually, we should just go to the Sci-Fi's website and take a look. Yeah. All right, let's get moving on here. Uh, Moontrap, Target Earth, February seventh, twenty seventeen. This came out, written by Robert Dyke and Tex Ragsdale, directed by Robert Dyke, who of course did the original Moontrap. Starring a bunch of people you might never have heard of, like Tarek Tamasi, Tamaki, Nikki Spiridakos, Sarah Butler, Damon Deob, Chris Newman, and Charles Shaughnessy. 85 minute long. Now, let's 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 say as a precursor here, we went back, both of us went back and went on YouTube and watched the original Moon Trap just so we knew if there was any connections between the two besides the Right. Name. Right. How should we start this? Should we just um, there, there's a moon and there's the earth and then there's these people on it. That's the story. All right. First of all, I, and I wrote this to you in Facebook. And oh, I, and there's robots. There's robots. Yeah. The, yeah, the whole thing at the beginning, <laughs> the whole thing before the beginning where the ship's on fire and she wakes up and it's all a dream and then they show the credits, the opening credits. And I'm like, this film sucks already. <laughs> I didn't even make it to the title scene, title screen. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, this is Moontrap by name alone. Just letting you guys know that. And there's robots. There's you, robots in the first one, and there's robots in this one. Do you remember what we used to say? Well, it's no Moontrap. I think we have to change that now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's no Moontrap Target Earth. I, uh, Moontrap TE. Or, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Moontrap moon 2. I, it's just, I walked into this thing going, what the heck are we watching here? I was going to give it the benefit of the doubt because I had seen the reviews and I'm like, I got to give it, you know, 
at least the benefit of the doubt. And I'm sorry. Okay. Can, can I say one thing? It's 30 years later. How come your special effects are worse now than they were 30 years ago? That's the scary part. Yeah. You notice that the screen screens were such BS. Yeah. That yeah, one, yeah, yeah. that one scene with the helicopter coming up the hill. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. This is worse than the asylum. That's how bad it is. I, you know what? I, okay, let me go down to what I, I jotted a few notes down. I literally wrote in here, Asylum would be more entertaining. Yeah. There was no entertainment value to this whatsoever. No. I mean, I'm like, okay, oh, you found something in the dirt. Never seen that before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's the easiest thing to produce. It's a freaking triangle mm -hmm. buried in the sand with some hieroglyphics that have a smiley face in the middle. And I'm like, whoa, whoa what? <laughs> this was this was this was horrible. I just sat there and I was crying. I'm like, why am I watching this? And I and I and I I tried to give it a benefit of the doubt. And like I said, it's it didn't captivate me at all. There, okay, I, I don't I didn't understand the whole weird dream sequence. There's that one scene with the helicopter. And what the happened? There were, two, there were two helicopter scenes. Um, the one where the guy's standing on the hill and the helicopter comes behind him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene, and then it cuts to her and him, and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. And then it cuts to her again, and I'm like, what the heck just happened? Did you put a scene in here that shouldn't have been in here? There was a scene missing. <laughs> yeah, or they added. I'm like, why is he here? He's not supposed to be here right now. He's supposed to be somewhere else. Like, okay, but he's not here now. Like. I, I blinked. I'm like, I had to rewind that because I'm like, I think I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was. I, I didn't. The, and the main girl, which irritated, she irritated me. First of all, she irritated me. Her name was Sharon Christine Turner, but she wanted to be called Scout for some ungodly reason. Mm -hmm. It felt like forced. Like I'm like, okay, you're with this professor and he's calling you by your name, but you keep wanting to be called Scout. Why did you feel like that? You want to be called this. Like, no one else calls you this. No. I'm like, I don't understand. It was just so stupid. Um, yeah. It was so bad. I mean, it's so low budget. Um, it was screaming low budget when they went into that room and, like, all the heads of of the corporation or whatever. You don't even get to see them. No. Hear them in ADR. That's how cheap it was. It was it was horrible. It was so cheap. It was okay, now can I tell you how much of a budget they had on the show? The biggest name in this is the guy who played Richard Contrell, the Charles Shaughnessy. Yeah, from The Nanny. Yes. The <laughs> dude from The Nanny is the biggest name star in this. He's the best one and he's the worst one. Yeah. As far as acting. Yeah, he yeah, he you could tell in certain scenes he you, you put him next to other people. He was an amazing actor. You could tell he could act because everyone else couldn't. And then there were other scenes that was just over the top with him. I'm like, dude, did you really need a paycheck that bad? I think he just needed the paycheck. I, I think you're right. I saw his name in the credits. I'm like, well, at least there's one big name, in the, well, quote unquote, big name, somebody I know in this film. Uh, he's only done soap operas before he did The Nanny. So. Yeah. yeah, that's all he's known for. And, <laughs> and the, the, the death scenes in this were just horrendous. When people were getting shot, it was just so fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I did like the one woman, Nicole. She was the 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 uh his bodyguard, control controlled bodyguard who was doing things, you know? You actually liked her? Uh she was the best 
best one of the better parts of it because you didn't at first you didn't expect her to do what she did when they were by the by the the thing in the ground i mean scout did a halfway decent job Mm -hmm. sarah butler but she was way in over her head with this and i don't know if it was her acting prowess or the you know the script or a combination of it right but it was just flat her delivery was flat um her lines were flat everyone's lines were flat except for uh charles what's his name charles shaughnessy yeah well if his lines weren't flat and everyone else's was maybe it was the acting yeah i think they got the 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 cheapest actors they could find and they thought it'd be like star wars you know oh we found some some gems from these unknown actors and it was the opposite well at least the original had two well-known enough actors in it bruce campbell and, and walter conan yeah. So at least you had some decent acting in it. This, there's nothing here to hold this up. No. And, and I, I want to know what they thought they could build on as far as an audience for Moontrap when Moontrap was bad, you know? Well, let's okay. double down on the campy. They try to double down on the campiness and the jokes were not there. Well, the jokes look, were bad. Let's look at it this way, too. Before we did the podcast, I never heard of Moontrap. Yeah. And I have a feeling a lot of people never heard of Moontrap. So what are the odds of you taking something that no one's heard of and making another film with the same title? Why didn't you call it something else? Like, complete waste of time. Yeah. I don't I mean, why? I think they wanted to get a little, little bit of audience. Even though we can't find Moontrap on any streaming service except YouTube. That's For free. Bad. For free without commercials. Yeah. It's not like YouTube's giving away for free and you have to watch commercials. You can watch literally the whole thing, 118 minutes or whatever the heck it is. And And why did they give him money? Why did they give them money to make this? That's the thing I don't understand. The guy owns the intellectual rights to this. I was thinking there's going to be some connection to the original somehow. Um, Yeah, there was robots in it. Whoop-dee-doo. That that's the only connection. It, there, there's a moon, there's moon scenes and robots. Yeah, ah, and that's n- it. No other movies have moon scenes and robots in them. And where's the rest of the aliens that were, you know, on the planet from the first one? Yeah, and 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 what about this? Um, the head, the big like Easter Island head thing. Yeah, no one noticed it in 1987. It wasn't there in 1987. Yeah. That's the weird thing. Like, and let me, what is the deal between the blue robot and the red robot? I, I didn't understand that. I was thinking Democrat and Republican, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, no, no. What I saw is when those two started fighting, you know what came to my head? What? Rock and Sockham robots. No, even Rock and Sockham robots had more action. That was the dullest fight. Dude, they looked exactly like rock and sock and robots when they were fighting, when they're like, Ugh. and it was slow motion and the lightning bolts from the eyes. It was so freaking stupid. It was badly animated. Even and, the, sh- the ship was so badly animated. And, and okay. And the one scene with the, the blue robot near the end, if you know what the, the way he looked. Yeah. Yeah. That was horrible. In the original film, that's that, that, that type of scene looked more realistic than this. This, I don't know what they did. They have no money. They they basically had maybe a hundred thousand, maybe fifty thousand. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I like. Did they do it in someone's basement with a green screen? 
Oh, if you look at the credits, it was done in a stage in Minnesota. Oh yeah, because Minnesota is a huge place to, to to go film a movie. Yeah, it was done on a on a little stage in Tro- oh sorry Michigan. Oh okay, well that's so much bigger. That's that's the Hollywood of the Midwest. Right, Troy, Michigan, on a little soundstage. Yeah, this. I, and then what about the whole ending thing? Uh, yeah. What about it? <laughs> did you understand it? Um, sort of terraforming that that, but then it's like a love letter, and I'm like, what's okay? Huh? What? Yeah. Yeah. No clue. I yeah, I was just I'm like watching. I'm like, okay, there's must be more to this film because it makes no sense right now. I think they were trying to build like a mythology to it, like they were going to continue this on, maybe if it was successful. Mm-hmm. A mythology that didn't exist in the first film, and they just fabricated it. Right. I don't know. Well, God, the gods thing that yeah. was kind of like out of nowhere. Yeah, and I think this line, and I just re- I remembered it when I was watching this. I think this line I came up with when we watched the original Moontrap. The line was, how can you spoil something when it's already rot? Oh, that's right. Remember that? I think that was the original. This movie, you cannot spoil. Yeah. This was horrible. I wrote down, okay, so I wrote down bad acting. Guy from the Nanny is the big name in the movie. The Professor Allen guy, the whatever he is. He, yeah, he looks like a cheap knockoff of John Krasinski from The Office. He does, yeah. <laughs> Bargain basement, guy, yeah. yeah. Bargain basement, John Krasinski. The Asylum would have been a more entertaining film. Bad special effects. How do you take thirty? How do you take thirty years to come out with a movie that sucks? Yeah. And and why does she, they nickname her Scout? No one wants to call her that. <laughs> Let's just let take everything from Moontrap and just replace it. Yeah. <laughs> take all the good parts from Moontrap, which aren't many, and throw them away, and then take all the bad parts from Moontrap and throw them away and just make something that doesn't doesn't want to be watchable. No. No, no, no. Yeah, I just I people are falling upstairs. Sorry. Um <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So this should have been on YouTube. I would have rather have had the other one on Netflix than this on YouTube. Well, I mean, they're making some money because it's on Amazon. So they're getting paid. And how much is it to rent on Amazon? Free. Exactly. But you could rent it other places. I think it was 99 cents in a few places. So it kind of reminds me of that uh, other film we watched a while ago. <laughs> um, what the heck is that? Um, Maybe they said, we learned our lesson from Moontrap and spent too much money. This time we won't spend any money and we'll still make money. All right, let's do our let's do our overview. Do you have any favorite scenes from this movie? The ending, yeah, the closing closing credit, <laughs> and of course, I think wor- the worst scenes are from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Any great science fiction elements to this? Uh, the terraforming, maybe. Yeah, but that was that was. I mean, the the concept of terraforming the moon would was cool. Yeah, but it was just it magically happened. You know what what bothered me though? I got to go back to this. When um Scout goes to assault uh the nanny guy. Mm-hmm. Um he has one bodyguard in that whole big place. You know, he's got all this money but he can only afford one bodyguard. <laughs> and she snuck in. Oh yeah, she went out to smoke and I snuck in. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I thought was hokey. I was like that's just so stupid. 
I guess you're right. The bodyguard was halfway funny. It was an it, not original, but it was a good idea. And the whole thing with her when when the robot shows up and she puts pulls the gun on the robot and then she puts it down, and tries to run away. I'm like, you're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, so so that yeah, best sci-fi elements. I, I don't know. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything either, which is bad. We've got to have some sci-fi elements, but this has zero. Yeah, worst sci-fi elements, a lot of them. The, the half-buried ship, which is a cliche that we've seen a million times. The hieroglyphics, mm -hmm. uh, the the animation on the spaceship. Mm -hmm. um, God, what else? The robots. The robots are horrible. The face thing we talked about. Yeah. That was taken from Moontrap 1. Mm-hmm. Um, even the hokey idea where you hire people to give them money to, 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 to learn about something that's, you want hush hush, then you let them go and you know, you're going to kill them down the road. That was so predictable that they were supposed to get killed. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was another scene too. So the one scene with, with the, the bodyguard, she goes to the apartment and that dorky guy's there and she, she shoots him up. She shoots him. She shoots forward. And supposedly kills the two other two, but they weren't killed. They were like behind that white screen, which you could see them clearly. They can see it. Yeah, the thing fell over their heads, and they're moving. But then she's like, "Professor Allen, are you okay?" And they're like, "Wait a minute, no one heard all those gunshots." Yeah. And then the special effect of the burning of the body was so hokey. Oh yes. Oh my God! Really? You couldn't have just taken some wood or something like that and burned it. They just took a generic fire animation and just put it on their heads and <laughs> i'm surprised that i'm surprised that the, the animation of the fire didn't have like a watermark on it because they didn't want to pay for it it was so bad it was horrible i laughed at that it was just horrible this nothing nothing they redeemed. they edited this movie with windows movie maker that's what they did yeah windows 98 apparently, <laughs> apparently they went up to international space station to edit this one all right i hate to say this but what would you rate this thing out of 10 can we can we rate negative three? Yeah, we got it. We got it. <laughs> this is one of those. If you see it, scroll past it. Yeah, please do. Please do. So you got some. Um, you got some. Uh, we, we're doing a thing called really bad reviews. If we find any horrible reviews for any movie we do, we're gonna try to post them here. And Brian got a few of them for us to enjoy. And we're not tied to that name. If you can come up with a more clever name for than really bad reviews. Yeah. Um. So I found a couple. Uh, on Amazon and IMDb. So the first one here is from Amazon, Brad 1110C. Wow, clipping your toenails would be more satisfying, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then on IMDb, I'm not even going to pronounce that, jmix66 says, starts bad, gets worse. The only reason that I didn't give this one star is that it isn't completely a waste of time. It just seems like it is. If you gave a preschool class typewriters lo lots of cookies and promise to keep uh take them to mickey d's afterwards they would almost come up with, with a better and i guess it got cut off there weak plot thin customiz uh characterization and without a doubt some of the worst acting that i've ever seen in a straight to dvd film that wasn't a trauma property if you've got nothing else to do it'll kill 90 minutes if you have a wall with some paint drying on it you may want to entertain yourself with that <laughs> agreed uh, last one here from Amazon. It's from Dearth. This movie tastes like garbage juice. 
<laughs> an incomprehensible bad sequel to a decent late 80s B movie. Everything is so bad, it's laughable, but not in that so bad it's hilarious kind of way. It's the derisive kind of laughter where you can't believe they spent more than 50 bucks to make the whole movie. The CGI is garbage, the sets are garbage, and the robot costume is garbage. And the most egregious of all, the events of the first movie are completely disregarded and the sequel is in the name only. That sums up how I feel. Mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect review. And the funny thing is we've seen homemade films with better special effects on a personal computer. How could they not do anything better than that? Yeah, we see sci-fi shorts with so much more character development. Their CGI is at least passable. This like this CGI is like they they paid some <laughs> bargain basement people that just learned how to animate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm done. Let's yeah. Let's, let's. There's nothing more to say. There was nothing to say in the beginning. We just couldn't shut up about how horrible it was. Um, but yeah, if you if you got nothing else to do, um, go take a nap. Watch the original Moontrap if you're going to watch one of these. Yeah, watch the free one on YouTube. Yeah, well, it's free and actually was a much better movie, I hate to say. Yeah, so bad. Ugh, wow. All right, Brian, I want to thank you for being here tonight. Where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter. It's Brian Says. And you can find us, hopefully, live Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 12 midnight UTC at saveproductions.com slash live. Got to figure out how to tweak that. Hopefully you can watch us there. Just go right on over when the show starts. Video starts right up. Fingers crossed. You can always reach us at sci-fi watch at sayproductions.com. Drop us a voicemail, 774-327-2948. 774-32-SAY-IT. That's it. That's it for the show. Next week, we're going to start our Night Flyers when we're going to talk about the novella. So make sure you catch that episode next week. We got a bunch of stuff going on. Doctor Who on Mondays, The Warville on Wednesdays. Rick and Morty on Thursdays, plus our full episode on Tuesdays. So make sure you check us out over at saveproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. I want to thank everyone out there for downloading this week's episode. And until next time, hope you have a good one.